0: This is the Water Into Wine podcast. Over the coming weeks, I'm going to be describing a journey that I've been on over the past 12 years, telling you about how I started off as a non-believer in the spirit world and ended up as a believer. I'll give you all the clues you need to go and verify this for yourself and go and research for yourself as well, because I don't expect anybody to listen to what I say and just believe it. But I do want you to go and look for yourself because you'll find everything's there. Now, you can find the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and SoundCloud. Just search for water into wine podcast. So welcome back to water into wine podcast. This week, I'll be talking about the witch trials and ritualistic events in history. Now, for many centuries, Western civilization has been struggling to reconcile science and religion. Now, this is not so much because faith can't live with scientific hypotheses but because religion often stretches the credibility when it seeks to compare its own facts with those of science. Christianity has, as we're suggesting, been resting on the laurels it didn't earn for itself. Its core beliefs and symbols, uh, which many of us still worship today, are largely adapted from earlier, especially Egyptian, religious practices. So in order to preserve its control over the consciences of men and women who have challenged its inconsistencies, Christianity has often resorted to repression. In 1486, a German, Heinrich Kramer, wrote a book that was to signal the death to thousands and some say millions of pagans. This book was called the Malleus Maleficarum, or in English, it's the hammer of witches. It was very basically a manual of how to spot and kill witches. Now Heinrich was one of the key inquisitors for the church and the purpose for the book was to prove the existence of witches, many of whom were, of course, women. Witchcraft, as a branch of commonly accepted pagan practice, predated Christianity by thousands of years. Every village in England had a cunning man or a cunning woman, uh, because they did come in both genders, who frequently lived on the outskirts of the settlement, and whose houses would, more often than not, be found by both men and women seeking cures herbal remedies romantic counsel and general health care advice um, and they were the mediums of their time the witches so they would be sought you know what's going to happen to me in 10 years time where am i going to be am i going to marry billy that sort of thing they still exist today uh, but they've lost the witchcraft part of it and they're called mediums astrologers counselors acupuncturists the list of names is, is quite extensive and now, as in the past, they share the cure of souls with the official church, often coexisting in complete harmony. However, at the end of the 15th century, Europe was undergoing profound social, political and religious change. Islam was on the rise again, and its soldiers were challenging Europe's frontiers. Syphilis had begun its first horrifying ravages. Protestants and Catholics were starting to challenge each other, And over the next century, climate change, the discovery of the New World, the introduction of silver into Europe's economy, crop failure and prolonged religious warfare of great savagery all competed to upset the former status quo. And in times of acute anxiety compounded by a profound fear for the moral souls, the people of the 15th century were ripe for infection with hysteria. Inside each of Kramer's books was a copy of a papal bull, which gave the Pope's endorsement to seek out and kill those whom the authorities nominated as witches. Now, the terms for establishing guilt were (laughs) ridiculous by today's standards, very elastic by the standards in the 15th century. It wasn't necessary to be caught in the act of conducting a witch-like ceremony at all. Sometimes it was enough to look like a witch or be the subject of unsubstantiated allegation if two people in the same town fell out, one could uh, accuse the other one of being a witch and then the witch finder general, Matthew Hopkins it was in Essex, would go into that town and charge a fee to get rid of the witches in the town. There were some towns in, in Germany where every woman was wiped out. Every woman. Now, all you had to do to be called a witch was next to nothing really, if you had a cauldron and you used to boil stuff in a cauldron, that was it, witch, 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 witch. If you could get in contact with supposedly the dead, that's it, you're in league with the devil, kill them. There was a huge, huge list of ridiculous things. And one infamous test of whether somebody was a witch or not um, allowed the judge and jury to tie a suspected witch to what's called a ducking stall. Now, they'd dip the witch into the local pond, and if she drowned, she wasn't a witch, so she'd be given a a Christian or a pagan burial. If she survived, she was obviously a witch and would therefore be burned at the stake. (laughs) You're not going to win that one, are you? It was also a negative judgment on Christianity, a tension that dated back some 1,500 years from the publication of the malignant witch-finding book. I did some research this week, because I've always had this theory that, um, because that all the all the witches were pagan, there was never any other religion. It was only ever paganism, which, as we've just discussed, goes back thousands of years before Christianity. I always had this thought and this theory that they were looking to stamp out something. It it wasn't a war on witches. That was just a nonsense, trumped up charge that was that was put to wipe somebody off the face of the earth. So. What were the the witch finders uh, and and the Malleus Maleficarum actually looking for? What what were witches doing that Christianity didn't like them doing? I've always had this thought that they were brewing stuff because it, it fitted in with what we know was the Holy Grail, which, as we've discussed before, is either a plate. If you go back in further in time and look for the Holy Grail, you'll find sometimes it's called a... A large dish, a plate, or a cauldron, or a cup. I, I won't spoil where this is going in the, in the future, in the future podcasts, because you know I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. But there's still religious practices going on today, where a brew is made in a cauldron, it's collected on a plate or or even in a basket nowadays. Uh, it's it's brewed in a cauldron and administered with a cup or a chalice. Um, that gave you certain insights. Shamans use this stuff today. I won't mention the name of it yet because I'll spoil future podcasts. But I have always had the thought that witches were, were doing this and that's what they were trying to stamp out, this brew that they were making. And uh, during the week, uh, I've, I've watched quite a few documentaries on witchcraft, proven fact about witchcraft, not not hearsay. And I found out that Witches were heavily into shamanistic aids, as you can, and that fitted with shamanistic aids. But there was a brew that they used to make, and the brew was called datura. Now, this brew it was was it was gone out. They went out and they collected on a plate um, the the flower of this, the leaf of that, a root of this tree, one of these, two of them, bit of this, as we've always told about witches with eye of newt and wing of frog that that sort of thing you know (laughs) not that frogs have wings but you understand what I mean and they brewed all this stuff up and they also put in with it uh, animal fat and they brewed it and brewed it and brewed it and then they took it out of the cauldron via a vessel presumably a cup or some sort of drinking vessel scooped it out and left it to cool now this uh, this brew, this datura, it, it ended up being a jelly because it had the animal fat in it. So they used to rub the animal fats on their hand and then rub the soles of their feet with this animal fat and then the calf muscles. This used to give them, because it was a hallucinogen, it was a hallucinogenic, it was ba- basically psychedelics, that was what they were using as a shamanistic aid. They used this and they got the feeling that they were flying. And that's where the idea comes from that we perceive witches to be flying on a broomstick. But this brew was highly toxic. They used to be very careful where they were where we're putting it. They would put it on their genitals. They would put it under their arms, on the side of the neck where the vein is, where the large vein is, um, on their temple... But that—that's it. That's the—they're the only places on the body that they used to put it. If they put it anywhere else, it would make them very ill, if not kill them, because it was—it was lethal. This stuff, this detour, isn't stuff to mess about with at all. And I don't suggest anybody try this. It—it's it, lethal. Don't—don't don't try it. I would presume a lot of them died because they put it on the wrong places, and or they put too much of it on, and they—they—they they, they died in the process. But the reason they used to do this and use it as a shamanistic aid, the way the uh, Hopi Indians used to use the pipes of peace or whatever else they used to use to help them consult with the gods, they used to go off into a hallucinogenic trip. During this hallucinogenic trip, they used to speak to the gods, as did the Egyptians, um, and this is this brew, not this particular brew, but a brew similar to this, is what I'm suggesting the, the Knights Templar found underneath the mount in, in Jerusalem. They used to rub this brew on their, their calf muscles and soles of their feet, and they used to go off and they used to see future events, they used to see past events, um, they would automatically know everything about perhaps the person that's in front of them which is how they were able to tell them their future or, or, or suggest they shouldn't be with the person that they're with. And, and they also used to brew up loads of other stuff, loads of herbal remedies. I think, personally, this, this brew, this datura, is what the church, what the Christianity itself, was trying to stamp out. Because I think this brew was showing them they didn't need a religious organization to be able to consult with the people who were the gods so if you're running if you're running a business if you're running a religious organization you don't want somebody else getting in contact with the people that they pay you to get in contact with so stamp it out. this the witch hunts went on for i mean some say it was 500 years 500 years There were thousands and thousands and thousands of women just killed for the sake of this. All because a religious authority wanted power. It wasn't a war on witches. It was a war on consciousness. They were stopping you from becoming a more conscious person. They were stopping the witches from becoming a more conscious person and understanding more about reality, if you like because most psychedelics and hallucinogens affect the perception part of the brain, which is a very, very interesting part of the brain. And we'll discuss that a lot more in, in great depth in future podcasts. Now, this, that part of it there is where quantum physics starts to step in, because I, I studied a certain amount of quantum physics. And what this brew showed you And what quantum physics are now stating as fact are exactly the same thing. And it's all to do with what you think reality is. And that's where we're going to leave this week's podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Have a fantastic week. On next week's podcast, we're going to discuss the devil, Lucifer. Because it isn't what you think it is, what you've always been told it is. Lucifer doesn't mean what you think it means. And I'm also going to tell you some more about the ancient drugs, these hallucinogenic aids, who they were used by, um, what a shaman actually is, what paganism actually means, because it doesn't mean it's not a religion at all. It means something completely different. So that will be on next week's podcast. Have a fantastic week. I'll see you soon.